All right, if I can uh, invite you to direct your attention uh, here for just uh, a moment. If you're in a group that is, there's a very active conversation, you want to uh, keep percolating on that, feel, feel free to do so. One of the things that I heard just walking around, and I think it's, it's a very helpful piece for us to address, and because it's a very common question, and that is, but how do I know that that was God? versus myself, versus Satan, ver like, how do I know? So let's talk about that for a few minutes. In, in your experiences and in the scriptures, what are the different tests that we can put together that might help us discern, even in our, even in our group uh, that we're in right now, how do you know that it's God speaking to you or to that individual? And again, those are really, really important questions that we need to be asking ourselves because when we talk about listening prayer, when we talk about any kind of more mystical aspects of, of our faith, then that, the word that always comes to mind is subjective. And, you know, we want to say, like, well, let's go back to the scripture. Like, at least that's solid. I know it's not going to move. And, but we have to remember that God is the God of scripture, but he's also the God that spoke to the prophets. He's also the God that comes alongside of us. And if all the Bibles were burned, we would still be able to hear from, from him, and he would still want to communicate with us. But, you know, it is, it could be a scary thing. I was just reading on the internet last night about how, you know, how we really need to guard ourselves against anything subjective, and so I, I understand those concerns. But there are several tests that, um, that you can go through, both personally, in your own mind, and then with a group of people to help you assess, is this God or not? And so, Darren. Yeah, um, I, um, like, I came out of the very conservative kind of background of not really experiencing this stuff, so I came to it with a real skeptical mindset, and it was helpful for me to have some ways that I could say, okay, no, I, I need some way to measure the subjectivity because I actually, I did see some excess. Even in my own life, um, I experienced a thing where I remember I thought God said this and then very clearly it didn't happen. And I was so discouraged by it. And I just like, it took me, honestly, it took me like a year or two to come back to like listening to God again because I was just so broken by it. But I learned a lot through that actually. And um, so I think, yeah, we have the test of scripture. Um, the test of community, this is one of the big ones, is, is God bound us together as a body. And um, we need to, to listen to God together and be talking to people who, who know the scriptures, who are wise, who are smart, and say, I'm, this is what I'm hearing God say. Does this, does this ring true in your spirit? Like, does this, is this scriptural? Um, do you have cautions? What do you think? Um, an, another test, I think, um, is First uh, John 4. Uh, two, it actually says to test the spirit. And it, it says that every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ walked the earth in the flesh is from God. And so when I, um, when I hear like a voice or uh, something, I'll actually often ask the spirit. I'll say, the spirit who says this, do you confess that Jesus Christ walked the earth in the flesh? And um, I've had yes, and I've had no. And um, and I've, I've sometimes I even go further and say, like, do you rejoice in the, this confession? Like, do you rejoice that Jesus Christ walked the earth in the flesh? Um, I'm not saying it's like this perfect measuring stick that if you, the word, they say the right words, then this is from God. But it's just another test 
that um, scripture actually gives us um, when dealing with the subjectivity of spirits. Um, another test is the test of peace. Um, in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, th- 33, it says, uh, for God is not the God of confusion, but the, um, the God of peace. And I think a lot of times people, well, they feel like they hear something from God and they've got to act on it. And um, I would say you need to wait and wait for the peace of God and to pray through whatever you hear and say, do, in, do I have peace in my spirit? And in the community, does the community around us have a peace about that? And um, it might take a while, and you might need to wait on it. And if you don't have peace, you just need to wait more. <laughs> and then uh, the fifth test that I, uh, I see is the test of fruit. And uh, in Matthew 7, um, it talks about, by their fruit, you will recognize them. And um, so to, to, to look at the, the not just the, the short-term fruit, but there's also long-term fruit. And does it last? So those are some tests that I've come across in my life that have helped me to measure and test this weird imagination that I have. And, <laughs> and you know, feel free to talk with, you know, your friends about what's going on, you know. I put myself out there if you ever want to connect with me about, you know, I think I'm hearing this and we can try to sit down and and do that together. I know Brad would be willing to do that as well. And um, keep asking that, is this God? Is this God? How do I know? It's it's not, doubt is not a bad thing. It's, it means that you're, you're taking it seriously and you're measuring it out and you want to know. You want to know if that's what God is saying. It's a good thing. So now that we've gone through a bit of a warm-up, we're going to go into a little bit more of an extended, uh, guided, imaginative type prayer. Now again, I'm just going to ask you to get comfortable in a place where you can, you can sit. It doesn't mean you can't shift around at all. Feel free to do that. Different people respond to these types of things in different ways and don't feel like you have to project something that you're not. That's okay. So if if you feel like you need to get up and walk around, that's okay. If you feel like you can just sit there. But whatever it is for you to be able to, to pay attention. I'm going to go through a, a rather common and um, familiar piece of scripture in Psalm 23. I'm going to read a portion of it, and then I'm going to guide us through a bit of imaginative prayer. And as you allow Jesus to open up your imagination, you know, just, just be okay with the daydreaming aspect of this. You might continue to hear what I'm saying and you might drift off into continued imagination and that's okay. Um, we're going to have a chance to assess this all together at the end and ask, is this God? Is he speaking to us or did I just fall asleep on the chair? which would be impressive in how cold it is in here. So So here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. So I want you to picture yourself leaving home one morning to go for a walk. got your jacket, you tie your shoes, step out, 
out of the door and make sure it's locked. You take a look around and decide which direction that you want to go. You walk down the sidewalk and it's a familiar path to you. This is your neighborhood. This is your home. But you see a trail leading off the sidewalk that you've never noticed before. Feeling like you're up for a bit of adventure. And because you have some extra time on your hands this particular day, you decide to head down that path. It is kind of covered with some grass and you get to push your way through slightly to get going on this path. But as you go, you see the other notice this new sound, you are open up your senses to hear what else may be around. You hear the new ambience around you. There's birds chirping. There's a gentle breeze blowing through the branches. You can hear the rippling of a small creek. You take a deep breath and you feel a sense of the weight that you've been carrying through your schedule and the day-to-day -day activities drop away. With that breath, you begin to take in the sense of your surrounding. The clean air. Soak that in. Maybe you smell the aroma of wildflowers. Maybe it's grass. I know. Just take a moment to just smell what is there. As you continue walking, you come to a clearing. And you can't believe that you didn't know that this was anywhere near your house before. You can't see anyone else you can't hear anyone else you're, you're alone in one of the most peace, peaceful places that you can ever remember being in the openness of this meadow you just you decide to stop and lay down in the grass gazing up in the sky you see the clouds forming, making shapes that make you smile and remembering good times in your life. Take a moment to allow yourself to enjoy the peace and tranquility of this place. You're in no rush. You're simply able to sit and enjoy the world God has created. He restores my soul. 
He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. that as we open up our imagination to you that we picture this peaceful and serene place in our mind and ask you to come and join us that you would protect us you would send your angels to be with us in this place you would guard our hearts and our minds and that we would allow you to be our safety net as we (laughs) step out onto the tightrope As you're laying here enjoying your surroundings, a man approaches you. You don't know exactly where he's come from, but as he comes closer, you realize this is Jesus, the shepherd. You know what the picture in your mind is, what this man may or may not look like. Maybe you can see him vividly. Maybe you can't. Take a moment to accustom yourself to his presence. Again, whether you can see him or not, remember that Jesus has promised he's always with us. So even if you see yourself there alone, know Jesus is with you. He asks you what is on your mind. Think about his question for a moment and try to skirt past the typical responses you might give someone, especially a stranger. Tell him what has really been going on in your mind lately. These may be things that have been weighing you down, financial problems, relationship issues, mistakes you've made, hurts you've experienced, memories that haunt you. Some of you may feel more comfortable writing this out a bit, tangible way, like if you need to do that, that's fine. Some of you can simply sit in his presence and enter into the conversation. sit in that meadow Jesus looks at you and says we want you to follow him down the next path before you can go you need to give him all the concerns you've just talked about or that you are still talking to him about 
visualize this as you can as a backpack. Everything that you've said. Everything that uh, you, maybe you haven't said but doesn't need to be. After all, this is Jesus. He knows everything that's going on in your heart, in your mind. He's known you your whole life. This backpack is heavy. Maybe you didn't even realize that you had it, but you've been carrying it around the whole time. It's filled with your sins, your hurts, your thoughts, whatever else has just passed through your mind. If you have physically written these down, I challenge you to take that paper now and just drop it. And much in the same way that we did in our first prayer exercise, just let it go. In this visualization, though, I challenge you to give that backpack to Jesus. God, we like to hold on to our hurts. Not because we like our hurts, but because they're part of what defines who we are. And we think in losing them that we're going to lose ourselves. We know that your ways are better than our ways. Your thoughts are better than our thoughts. Forgive us for the things that are in this bag, the things we try to hide from you, the things that we know we should give up and don't want to. If it's our jobs, our futures, our families, we can hardly hold this bag up. We know that you've died so that we don't have to carry these things. And so we, we give them to you. As you give Jesus these worries, this backpack, these hurts, the sins, Take in the emotions that you're experiencing. It may be doubt. It may be peace. It may be anywhere in between. But try to take in that emotion and realize what it is. He takes your backpack and puts it upon himself. You can't believe how light and carefree it seems to him to hold and to carry. Now he simply says, follow me. It's your choice. I suggest you do it. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
When you start down the path he's leading you on, look around and realize that you are familiar with it already. This is the path along your deepest question. Picture the scenario of the valley of the shadow of death. That situation where you felt least connected with God. The situation where you or someone you love has felt abandoned by God. I don't know what that situation is for you. But it's a situation where you've always wondered, God, where are you? You're there with him now. So ask him, where were you in this? Jesus, I know his answers don't always make the most sense to us in the moment. So maybe he's told you something that you don't understand. If you need to write that down so that you remember what it is, you can do that. These are the types of things that you need to talk about with your community. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. As you come out of the dark path that you've been on, you see Jesus standing there waiting for you. You may feel weary from your journey, and he's there with open arms and a spread of food. Look over the food and realize this is your spiritual nourishment. What kind of food are you taking in? Is it steak and mashed potatoes? Is it a protein bar? Is it a bag of popcorn? What kind of spiritual food are you in? Maybe you need to ask him what kind of food you need to be taking in. Dig in. Sit with Jesus and share the meal with him. And allow yourself to converse with him as you eat. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As you're sitting there, finishing up your meal, Jesus looks at you and tells you he has a gift for you. 
He pulls the tablecloth back, and below it is a chest. He tells you they've been working on this gift for you for quite some time, and he's excited to see how you'll like it. Then he sits back, gestures for you to open the lid as he smiles. Do that now, and see what it is that Jesus has made for you. you to to not interpret what it is or what it's for it might be a recognizable shape it may not be he knows why he's made this for you so ask him what is this for you for thinking of us. We thank you for loving us. We know ultimately that you are the gift that you've given to us. To not let us be alone in this aimless wandering life of meaninglessness. But you've given us purpose. You've given us hope. You've given us a future. You've given us forgiveness and freedom. Love. Hope. Thank you for meeting with us here today. I can sense your spirit here with us. I thank you for guiding us, for being our shepherd. Amen. Wake up. <laughs> Take a... Um, this is a lot. Maybe a lot of time is. And maybe you have sensed something significant. And maybe you've sat there frustrated. There is no right or wrong answer in the midst of all this. I don't know what you've experienced. I've only shared these words. We are coming towards the end of our time, but I would like it if you guys could spend just a couple minutes and at least have one person in your group share what their experience has been in the past few minutes here. So go ahead and do that now. And Darian and Brad will, will roam around. So if you feel that you need to, to go in this a little bit deeper with someone, then, then pull them aside. And that's okay.
going to encourage you to continue your dialogue in your circles. Uh, if you uh, need to head out at this time, if you need to pick up your kids or if you have uh, lunch plans that you uh, need to move into, that is more than fine. If you want to continue, though, um, and tell everyone that feels in your circle that they'd like to share anything has had the opportunity to do so. We're in no rush uh, to move out of the gymnasium. And so we'll just um, let Jared keep playing and then you can keep dialoguing in your, in your groups. The whole point of this is to move us to a place where we're beginning. This is not the end. This is the beginning of helping us learn to listen and giving you some tools that you may not have had in your tool belt before to help understand and learn what it might sound like to hear God's voice. Uh, this has been uh, something that may not be familiar to you if you've been part of the evangelical world uh, for all of your life, but this is uh, something that's um, rich in church tradition and history and uh, has a, a number of uh, very well-grounded um, both streams and writings on it. So if that's something that you want to pursue further or if something that came up in your group that you're not 100% sure what you want to do with it or what you should do with it, um, then please connect with me and, and um, or Pastor Keith. Our emails are in the info sheet. And we'd love to kind of sit down with you and, and dialogue a little bit more. There's also great resources in your group. And so keep talking, keep dialoguing with them. And there'll be groups that are that'll be uh, staying and some that'll be moving. So just those of you who are moving at this time, uh, just be mindful of the fact that there'll be those who, who are staying uh, as well. So 